Rip City, are you listening? I'm Christian Gamelian. I'm talking with co-host Austin Caphammer, and this is the Peeps and Plaid podcast. Since our last episode, the Blazers lost two games in the last week. After being up by 21 halfway through the third quarter, they let the 76ers claw their way back. And after Anthony Simons hit a would-be game-winning three, Furkan Korkmaz hit a wide-open three to win the game. Okay, forgive me on that last name. (laughs) Then, after that disappointing loss, the Blazers went down to San Francisco now for the first game they would ever play in Chase Center. And they awarded the Warriors their first win in Chase Center as the nobody Golden State Warriors that was headlined by Eric Paschal Mm -hmm. scoring 34 points and 13 rebounds uh, beat the Blazers Let's see. Let's get the scores on the both of those. I don't know why I didn't say them. Seventy Sixers beat the Blazers one twenty nine to one twenty eight, and the Warriors got a one twenty seven one eighteen. The Blazers defense, man, Blazers just played no defense on a whole bunch of rookies. Anyway, an extremely disappointing week for the Portland Trail Blazers, as also right on par with that, Zach Collins had surgery to repair his labrum right and he will be reevaluated in four months not even not even just so healthy like, but just reevaluated. like well, we're not even gonna look for another four months my goodness uh so man rough week i'm not gonna lie it was uh, extremely rough i'm feeling a little better than i was earlier in the week because after that warriors loss i was about like dead so austin which is more concerning to you losing to the who the heck is that warriors or losing Zach Collins for at least four months? Ooh, well, here's the thing. I would say that losing losing Zach Collins is somewhat out of our control, um, and that's just going to be the reality of the situation. Obviously, it's, it's very disappointing, um, but I think what's more concerning is now that that's kind of a um, – established reality without Zach Collins for for at least what appears to be like half the season. Um, what's concerning is that we're going to have to play without him. And and that's what we saw in, in the Warriors game. And, uh, you know, if that's how we're going to play already down uh, for the count in terms of injuries, that's, that's, that's concerning for me. Yeah. So, it's rough, I mean... Dude. That, and, and Pascal, I mean, he's a – let's see here again. I think he was – is he playing at – yeah, he is a playing at the four. And Zach, and Zach, uh, as we know, is, is known as a young defensive stalwart, as they say. Um, so who knows how much that could have affected that game. Um, I don't know right. if Hazonia is really known for his defense. Um, obviously, he's an athletic guy, but I, I just don't – I don't know. That that was tough. And and you know, hats off to Pascal um, because we were just talking here before the recording, and he's averaging 17 points this year. He uh, the night or yeah, so two nights before he played Portland on the fourth, he played Charlotte, and uh, yeah. granted he played five less minutes, uh, 35 rather than 40, but he still had a 25 point game against Charlotte uh, the two nights prior. And then he opened up the season with a 20 point game against Phoenix. So, um, you know, this guy's, he's good. I mean, we can't just say, obviously, yeah. obviously the Blazers shouldn't have lost that game, but, um, he's, I think that Pascal's, uh, he's, he's a physical specimen first, first and foremost, that guy like is huge. Um, and he, he doesn't look like to be slow or anything like that. That guy's going to tear apart the league in, in the coming years. If he, cause he's got a smooth shot too. That's what I noticed when I was watching. Yeah. I was like, man, he was in the in-between game. I think I saw him hit 
uh, two balls behind the arc. I was like, oh man, he's any. He was getting some good putbacks too. He was getting a rebound, yeah. and putting it right back up. And I heard someone saying like he's like a poor man's. I guess is the way you say it. Poor man's Zion Williamson. Yeah. Which man, he. I mean, he was he was athletic. He was moving. He was. I mean, beating up the Blazers team. So that was yep. rough. Yep. Thirteen. I think he had. Let's see here. Let me double check this before I spout it out. Thirteen rebounds. So that's a thirty-four points and thirteen rebounds. He. Uh, yep. He, that's just he wrecking. Put in work. Man, it's rough. The, I saw something. The Blazers were the last team, well, the, the Warriors' last win in Oracle and their first win in the Chase Center. Ugh. It's like, oh, just disgusting. <laughs> and did you see, did you hear rough. about how Dame, uh, Dame kind of had a pretty doom and gloom comment uh, pr- prior to the game in the Chase Center? He said something along the lines of, you know, I grew up in. Uh, or playing or watching games of the Oracle, and there's just no history here. It's it's odd or something something yeah. to that effect. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. And then uh, Dame during the game was visibly frustrated, as he should be, because I was visibly frustrated, and I have n- no part of that game. Dame, that's he's putting in his blood, sweat, and tears. He scored 39 that game, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest of the team just doesn't show up. I mean, Dame's been playing like the MVP of the league. I mean, you could, you know, LeBron's getting triple doubles like crazy. Giannis is setting records already, but yeah, Dame's doing everything he can do to win MVP right now. And the rest of the team just isn't really showing up. It's like bits and pieces every night. And CJ's shooting is still down. He's had only like one or two decent games so far. Yeah, really. uh, it's just pretty been pretty rough, spotty man. on his part. Um, so I'm looking at the box score right now. Let's see. It looks like. Whiteside was 10 for 14 um, for 22 points and 11 and, and 11 so, rebounds. Whiteside, his numbers are there in the box score, but he's not no, playing. No, he wasn't. Like, he, he's pulling an Ennis Cantor. He's not playing defense well. Like, he, man, it's like you can get rebounds and you can get blocks, but if that's all you're going for, you're not really helping the team right. because, you know, you can get those numbers if that's what you're focused on. If you're focused on, like, playing behind the guy and getting the block from mm-hmm. behind, like, that's different than actually playing good defense and sticking yeah, with the man. Yeah, yeah, so and I noticed hopefully that, it's something too. that he'll... I noticed that, too. He really was not moving yeah. his feet. Um, and, you know, Rodney Hood, one for eight. I mean, Tolliver, mm-hmm. one for five. I saw him miss a couple open shots. Um, McCollum, six for 16. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, sign... And Hood mm-hmm. pushed uh, Jordan Poole. So, I mean, Whiteside got in a little... little scrum is that a word that's that's the word for like rub rugby right uh whiteside was like messing around with some dude under the basket i don't know some no name on the warriors and then uh what's his name uh rodney hood at half court like i think it was just before this oh, shoot i don't know he pushed jordan Poole just like seemingly out of nowhere he just pushes him like he's not even part of the play and he just pushes him so he got a flagrant one after the game when they is saw that, that. I, we should we should maybe find some uh some podcasters from his previous markets and ask if that's characteristic because i i have been watching the nba for a couple years now and i've and i've loved watching rodney's game even when he was in utah and i never really saw any of that and he's not really a a flashy social media guy or what anytime you hear him he's like i'm just about my family he seems like the nicest guy so that was so weird for yeah. me to see that yeah like i'm i'm a pretty nice guy and i was like if i was out on the court i'd probably be pushing these warriors <laughs> players too because this is just frustrating like imagine like you're the western conference finals team that's like slightly different yeah. sure against 
sure they they are the finals team the warriors but literally no one who played in that game like they lost six previous all no yeah six previous all-stars from last year were not playing steph curry like they weren't all all Mm all-stars last year steph curry clay kd draymond wasn't playing either demarcus cousins andre Iguodala, and they lost you know sean livingston and i'm pretty sure d'angelo russell hasn't been playing like the last three games right uh yes yeah six all-stars plus another last year all-star who was added to the team none of them are playing so seven all-stars that have played in the warriors in the last six months not in that game and the blazers lost and it looks like like, it looks like um we won the turnover battle they had 10 turnovers and we only had six it looks like for the whole game um so i i just i'm trying to it's really just poor shooting it's poor shooting and obviously poor defense um but you know i'm just going to go down the line really quick tolliver one for five hood one for eight Whiteside 10 for 14 but we talked about you know things that didn't show up in the stat sheet that night uh lillard 15 for 26 5 for 13 on three so that's you know high volume but it's not it's not terrible um and yeah. then McCollum six for sixteen, two for six on three pointers. Eh. Um Bissier, mm-hmm. two for eight. Hazonia four for six. I think I think we saw some things that we liked from him uh in that game. Yeah. But I think Lamar Hurd made a really good point just talking about how that was really his game to play. I think he said Maybe that was actually against the 76ers. That actually was probably against the 76ers, how he said it was like a spread out. Hazonia did great against but, the Sixers. But, you know, Sixers. that being yeah. said, he, he he did great against the Sixers. It probably assisted him when moving into that next game where, um, you know, it, it. I think it was still a little bit of a – no, it wasn't his running gun. It definitely wasn't. But who knows? Uh, moral of the story, four for six for Hazonia, three for five on three-point shooting. That's not something we've seen – um, yeah. and uh, too much out of him. Uh, Gary Trent had, I think, one good pass I saw um, down low, but other yeah. than that, 0 for 2. Simons, uh, 5 for 10. I think he's picking up. If you listen to our episodes uh, you know, a week, a week or two ago, that was kind of a concern the first game or two, um, but I think he's starting to get his uh, wings under him a little bit. Bazemore went three for ten, which is norm, and one for six behind the arc. We can't have that. Like if he's not, if he's not, dude, Bazemore. I I tweeted about this. I swear. I I would like a number. I need to look mm-hmm. into this. How many of his turnovers have actually turned into points? I'm like almost positive. There's maybe been like one or two that have actually turned into a made shot. He's had so many steals this year, and every time it's either him turning it over. Or like it gets passed he, to Whiteside and Whiteside. He turns seems over. like he's it's almost like, too mm. athletic for his handle sometimes. <sighs> it's um. just just like me. I mean, come on. But uh, you know, he that's fine if he wants to go three for ten, and I I I I know that's probably a, a red flag to a lot of people. But one for six on three pointers, I'm not okay with. But the reason I say that's fine if he goes three for ten is if he has those five steal. Which is not something we should get accustomed to. That's just that's outrageous. But you know, let's just say three to four steals a night. If he goes like thirty to forty percent on on field goals, it's like, well, eh, you know, take what take take the good and oh, leave the bad. Yeah. But here's the problem, Christian. He he had one steal in that game, and um, yeah, you know, that's that's just not gonna that's not gonna do it. So that's that's down the line for us. I mean, for them, I'm not seeing. The only person who really played poorly and shot poorly for the Warriors was Jordan Poole, three for sixteen. 
Um, he he has really struggled with his shooting to start the season, but he's also he also had eight he also had eight on, he on went a, eight for on eight on free throws. So even yeah. even even on that very poor shooting, everybody else on their team shot nearly. They were hitting every single free throws, ridiculous. Okay. And and let me I'll just I'll, I won't I won't Ugh. break it down quite as much uh, as I did with the Blazers, but I'll just run through them real quick too. Pascal, 11 for 19. Uh, Robinson the third, two for five. But once again, there was that awareness for him where it was like, uh, rather than just keep shooting, he was like, okay, everybody else is making shots. Um, I don't I don't need to be this guy for us right now. Um, Colley Stein, four for five. Uh, Bowman, nine for 14. Jordan Poole, we already talked about that. Three for 16, but he had eight for eight free throws at the line. Um, uh, then he we had Spellman three for four, uh, Marquise Chris two for three, Burks went four for twelve, but once again almost hit he almost hit all of his five free throws for, going four for five from the line, and then uh, Lee four for eight. So there it, that's a defensive issue. That's a defensive issue. Yeah. Um, and it's just crazy. To be, we have to be. We need to have Tori on here soon. Because uh, I want to hear, and we're going to have uh, some college ball players uh, on next week, more than likely, um, that will talk a little bit more about the X's and O's about this. Because I don't know how you can go through a game against five. Don't get me wrong, it's the NBA. These guys are these guys are, are there to compete. But how do you have six turnovers? Six turnovers. That's like half of what. Um, is permissible by most M- most NBA coach standards, or the average in the NBA being, I think, like between ten and twelve a game. Um, how do you, how do you turn the ball over six times but not win? I can t- I have an idea. It's 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 there's not enough assist going. There's not enough passing. Let's look at that. Let's look at the assist numbers. I'm, well, the big thing was just defense. The, the Warriors were getting through yeah. everything. Like, that that was the main issue is the Blazers, sure, like, they could make shots sometimes. Like, Dame was wrecking, of mm-hmm. course. But, like, if the Warriors are scoring on the other end, end like, every single time, you're, you're not going to win no matter how many shots you make, no, how, no matter how many blocks mm-hmm. you get. If the Warriors keep rebounding and scoring, it's it's not going to turn into a we win We had for 16 you. assists as a team. I shouldn't say we. The Trailblazers had 16 assists as a team. I, um and the Warriors had twenty eight. So dude. that's that game. So I, <laughs> dude, yeah, I don't, I, I literally don't want to talk about that game whatsoever. Uh, I just hated it, <sighs> and the Blazers need to move on. And I can't wait any longer. This this Clippers game is about to start, and I'm stoked for the Blazers to probably not win, but hopefully look good. That's all I care about because. You know, Blazers have injuries, all that. Kawhi, you know, they're coming off a back-to-back. Um, Harrell was killing in last, last mm-hmm. night's game. But Kawhi rested. Load management, all that crap. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too bad It's too bad man, that it's the, in Los Angeles because it'll be really uh, fun to watch Moe's return. I think he'll have a pretty warm welcome in Portland. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see. I mean, th- there was a lot of ups and downs with Mo. Um, I was a big fan of his. I, I mean, I, w- I was one of his of biggest people, critics last year so if you much. listen to our recordings. But I think yeah. that I think once reality settles in, you realize these guys are, are people. They have to pick up, move everything, and they've given their blood, sweat, and tears. It's like Mo was never Mo was never a problem in the locker room. Uh, Ennis Cantor, Ennis Cantor. Yeah. As much as I love how hard he worked, you know, shoulder issues, uh, you know, social justice, uh, working with Wyatt and all that stuff. I still had a very um, just not settling feeling with with 
his his mm. departure, his it just seemed very uh, disingenuous. Uh, his time in Portland, and yeah. so like when Ennis Cantor comes back, even then, even yet, and still, I'm not going to be like, eh. I'm I'm being oh cool, but I think Mo is 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 really a, a cult favorite in Portland. Yeah, I mean, I liked him on the Magic. It was him and Aaron Aflalo that I was a big fan of both of them, and the Blazers were able to get both of them, and I was stoked mm-hmm. about it. But, dude, Blazers-76ers game. I was at this game. It was insane. The Blazers were up by 21 in the third quarter. Dame was on fire. He couldn't miss anything, and I was so mad because guess what? Uh, Denver game, 76ers game. Those are only two home games the Blazers have had. They've lost both of them. They're the only team in the league that hasn't won at home yet, which is ridiculous. Um, But... Both times, Damian absolutely deserved MVP chance, and both times he didn't go to the line late in the game. And at the 76ers game, he was 8 for 11 from three-point. How insane that's, is that? That was, was the most, for that's the most this, this season, I think, at least to that to that date uh, by, by a single player. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. might still be. I'm not sure. Eight three-pointers. Um, yeah, Damian was just wrecking. This guy, he's the best basketball player that portland is like ever gonna see probably because this guy is just ridiculous i love watching him no matter what as frustrating as it is to watch the rest of the team sink these games damian Lillard i don't know christian i don't know and if you can see this i just interrupted you again but can let me know if you can if you can yeah. see this graph as i bring it closer to the yes I can okay see the graph. so yep ranging towards the bottom on espn I'll, I'll do that one more time here so the entire the entire game it appears that Portland is is favored at least fifty percent or more. Look at the end of that graph. <laughs> it was like it was it Ugh. was literally it was Portland's game to win after. Let's see, I'm I'm doing some. Uh, let's see, uh, eleven minutes left in the third. Um, Portland had an eight an eighty two point seven percent chance by ESPN standards to win the game. Um, now they got a little bit of 76 got a little bit of comeback and then eight minutes and 25 seconds left in the fourth uh, Portland had a 71% chance in the last let's see in the last let's see where that up spike goes minute and, and 28 seconds oh man <sighs> then it just you just Dude. see this sharp and then it goes all the way to literally it goes to let's see CJ McCollum misses. Well, you know, pretty much right when um, Anthony makes that shot, we were at at least fifty-eight percent, and then the game's over yeah. after, after two seconds, and it obviously spikes up to that hundred. But um, how disappointing! Yeah, and it, that game last week on the pod, I said the Blazers have two games this next week. They need to win them both. Like, they, they should win them both. I wasn't saying they were must-win games, but I was saying with Embiid suspended, the Blazers needed to capitalize and win that game. With the Warriors being what the Warriors are and with the Blazers' situation where they're trying to get some wins and build some momentum and build team chemistry, they should win that game too. Losing both of these games absolutely sucked. The 76ers game was a little more acceptable, though, because Whiteside didn't play. I can understand, like, you know, Whiteside hyperextended mm-hmm. his knee... Uh, the game before, I do air quotes just because in my mind, I feel like that should take you out for longer if you actually have yeah. your knee, but I'm not a doctor. Uh, but, um, yes, so I was like, okay with losing that game on the whole. Like, okay, Whiteside's not going to be able to dominate. The Blazers are short on big men with Zach Collins out still. Al Horford's still really good at basketball. Um, 
And that, that's really what it came down to in the second half was they started to actually take advantage of that mismatch, which they didn't in the first half. And the guy I was at the game with, my friend, he was like, why aren't they capitalizing on the Blazers' big men? I don't understand. And once they figured it out, things started to turn. And, uh, man, that game was really good for a lot of reasons. Um, Hazonia was playing amazing in the first half. Didn't do so good in the mm-hmm. second half, uh, but I think he had a double double in the first half already, um, and he was he was just playing great and uh, doing a lot of things I haven't seen him do outside of that. He, he was playing with confidence that he had in the preseason, and Dame was just absolutely wrecking, and Rodney Hood was killing too. But Rodney went down with an elbow injury, like he shoot I don't even remember. He hit the floor and his elbow was hurting. It was like oh shoot, he was on the floor for a while, and then he was running through, there was someone guarding and, and another guy screening, and he was running in between the two, and he got caught, and it looked like he like really injured his knee, and his his leg like swung out weird, yeah. like it, it looked like it went limp, basically, and then he was on the ground, like not moving for a long time, I was like, what the heck? Turns out it was just a bone bruise, like, okay, that's, that's crazy, or like, it, they called it a, uh, thigh contusion or something well like I, I, I hope i hope we're not getting this up, this but. mixed up because to your earlier point that uh, a true knee hyperextension and once again obviously uh, almost goes without saying that we're neither of us are doctors but is by espn's uh listing here in the box score it says Whiteside uh, did not play uh hyphen bone bruise left knee that's so, really weird yeah because um because rodney they said um, cause yeah, I mean, Whiteside said I hyperextended my knee and then all the talk from what I saw was he hyperextended yeah. his knee. Um, and then with Rodney, they were calling it a, a knee bruise. And then the next day they switched it to either thigh or quadricep contusion, something like that. Um, but yeah, he's okay now, which is great. Uh, but Rodney was killing in that game. He had, I think 25 points. Uh, he was just doing everything, making all the shots. He was nine for 11. And he, he was just playing with heart. I mean, coming back from that elbow injury after it looked like he was really crippled. Uh, but he, you know, came back and played awesome Not, and unfortunately had to leave um, he went, after that late He went injury. 9 for 11. He led the team. Yep. He had 9 for 11 on 25 points. Uh, and even though Dame had 33, he led the team in plus minus at plus 10. Um, Dame, had, yep. Dame had plus 7. Um Let's see here. Um, Dame went 11 for 16, and that was the 8 for 3 shooting on the threes, too. Um, so CJ, 6 for 15, 0 for 4 from behind the arc. Um, yeah. Tolliver, 2 for 6. Um, yeah, just... So Tolliver is... That's the thing. is Tolliver has things to contribute for this team. I don't think he should be a starter. No, I don't. I don't um, understand that. Like, yeah. I don't understand that at yeah, all. Yeah, like I, I was, I was cool with it. It wasn't my choice. You know, like I said, I have, I was never a fan of the Tolliver signing, but I also hadn't really watched Tolliver play in my life, uh, and I just like him starting is cool to get him some rhythm and all that, and with our big man deficiency, but with the way he's played, no, like. Put yeah, Hazonia in yeah. at the four, or preferably put Scal, yeah. but then you have no exactly. center. Exactly. Death. So uh, you're gonna have to bring Scal off the bench. Um, but mm-hmm. I want to go down through a lineup breakdown and who we want starting and and all that jazz in a minute. But still on that 76ers game, end of the game, 76ers clawed their way back. It was ridiculous. Uh, so dang dumb. Um, and 
Dame had the ball for the last second shot. Okay, like I'm skipping a whole bunch of steps here. But Dame has the ball for the last second shot. Dame drives. I'm like so dang anxious at this moment. And we, you know, we'd gotten loud for all kinds of reasons, defense, chance, all that. Dame drives. I'm anxious. I'm like, this isn't going to end well. He passes it. And immediately I'm just like, oh my gosh, why is he passing it? I figured he'd, he's passing it to Bazemore. I, I don't know. I think Hazonia was in at the time. And uh, he passes it to Simons. And Simons shoots. And Simons makes it. And everyone's losing their dang minds. And in my head, I'm immediately like, there's still time. This sucks. Please do not score. But I'm also like literally about to cry because I'm so stoked that Dame just got Anthony a game winner and that you have another guy who can hit those. And it was just an amazing moment in the Moda Center to see Simons hit that shot. It was just wild. And, And Simons had an insane block earlier that game. Just like, uh, shoot, I don't know who had the ball. But uh, they just drove right past. It was probably Josh Richardson. Drove right past Kent Bazemore, and I'm like, Oh, oh yeah, dang, he climbed the he climbed the ladder, and then he climbed the ladder and said, dude, "Get out of here." Simons went way up. He was like yeah. on the other side of the basket. He sprints up, jumps, blocks it. It was so sick, dude. So Simons definitely put in work. He had a um, negative plus minus, and I don't think he had the best shooting numbers, but he played big, um, and that was awesome to see. I mean, he was four for six. Yes, yeah, so and, and then Lamar um, drew but, the arrow into the. I texted you this after the game. I had because oh, I had Facetimed yes. you after after Simons had hit that winner. I had a friend who had messaged me, and I was like, "It's over. It's over." Blah, blah, blah. And then Lamar drew the yellow arrow on the screen. If anyone who was watching the NC, NBC Northwest uh, uh, broadcast, and it was like, "You really just got to watch out for this one shot right here in the corner." That's why. And I think it was. Yeah, it was guarding the inbound passer um, that was just blatantly angled right for that corner three, and I, yes, I yep. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that film here at some point. But and I think it was Dame that was covering Corkmaz, and someone screened Dame, and Tolliver should have switched, and Tolliver just stood there and committed to his man, which was absolutely wrong because Furkan Corkmaz was wide open for three. And, and that was like, I mean, who else did they have on the floor at that time? Um, I mean, who else uh, are you going to... I don't know. I, like I said, I, I probably sh- Not Ben Simmons. Yeah, I, 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 that was just terrible. Um, uh, but they uh, supposedly uh, the Blazers had um, a day off scheduled uh, either, either yesterday yeah. or the day before in L.A., and they spent the whole day watching film. So... Um, yeah, they... they, they nixed that that's the word yeah. i'm looking for um, montrez harrell montrez so, harrell yeah. and lou williams had 34 points each to, to pull out that game though in milwaukee so um yeah we'll see what happens tonight yeah luckily <laughs> um I'm, i mean the clippers are going to be hungry for a win Kawhi, i think intentionally planned hey let's make sure that we win the one we should win and then if they can win against the bucks sure so i think they're gonna do whatever they can to win this game obviously everyone wants to win every game but uh yeah i expect the clippers to win this one and i'm okay with that but i want the blazers to play strong play scrappy defense we'll see what they come up with but man yeah that 76ers game was disappointing and that warriors game was even well worse. and and uh why is Kawhi is a mid-range master so here's here's what i'm looking for tonight and these are gonna be either ice cold or hot takes tomorrow uh given given what what occurs here after we record and and watch this Clippers game but um 
Kawhi is the mid-range master, and he's, that bodes well for them in that, you know, he's not going to be, for him specifically, because he's their star player, and he won't necessarily need to go down low against Hassan too much. Um, what doesn't bode well for us is, even though Hassan has size on Montrez Harrell, he has probably like 20% the motor that Montrez Harrell has, and that's not even that's not even a super knock to... Um, Hassan's work ethic it's 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 a combination of him being maybe a little bit slow to the ball maybe he was getting a little bit healthy last time um but also is is a testament to Montrez Harrell being Montrez Harrell um I think that we're gonna need need to see a game out of CJ tonight for a win um I think that because Pat Bev's gonna be guarding Dame and it's it's gonna CJ is gonna have to play tonight and um yeah. Anthony's going to have to hold his own in that second unit. And our front court, uh, fortunately, they're not a front court dominant team, right? Um, yeah. It's Montrezl Harrell's got, you know, he's got energy. He's got hustle plays, but they're not, you know, Whiteside could potentially go off if he takes advantage. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. We will see. So. As far as the lineup the Blazers have, because we've talked about, you know, we don't necessarily want Tolliver starting. Hazonia started that game against the 76ers, which was great. It worked out really well. Um, but he started alongside Tolliver? Yeah, Tolliver started at center, which was, you know, whatever. Um, but when I look at this lineup, I'm like, okay, the Blazers basically have 10 players right now because of injuries. Pau Gasol, Nurkic, Collins, they're all injured. Jalen Horde isn't playing, and Nasir Little isn't playing because he's super raw right now uh but they have basically two at each position damian anthony simons at the point guard cj gary trent jr i hope my point in saying this is the players that i want to play more i hope trent gets into a little bit of a rhythm and can actually bring in more guard minutes uh for now it's basically going to be simons and baysmore doing that but at small forward uh hood and baysmore power forward hazonia and tolliver and center whiteside and scow I would like to see a starting lineup of Dame, CJ, Hood, Hazonia, and Whiteside. I don't want Tolliver starting in place of Hazonia. I want Hazonia mm-hmm. starting. Finishing the game, however, if everything works out with fouls, I mean, it's, it's a thin lineup as is, so if someone's in foul trouble, you got to go with what mm-hmm. you can go with. But I would like to see finishing the game in almost every scenario. I want Scal instead of Hazonia. Um, it doesn't make sense to start Scal because... Right. You need someone to come off the bench for Whiteside. But at the end of the game, if they're both rested enough, I want to see Scal next right. to Whiteside. Because Scal is putting in great energy throughout the game. He, Whiteside hasn't looked too good on the rebounds. He's He just has a dominant body yeah. that's there to get the rebounds. But he's not always positioning himself well, whereas Scal's done that pretty well this season. Um, but yeah, I mean, Scal's been playing great in-your-face defense, whereas Whiteside's kind of just going after blocks and getting lazy sometimes. So... Um, I, I expect better from Whiteside. I think he'll he'll step it up. I think Dame is going to have quite a fire that he's lighting under these guys after the last mm-hmm. two games, especially after the Warriors game. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, this this is a big big turning point for the Blazers because they're 3-4 and four right now. It, it's not time to panic. Everyone's freaking out. I'm panicking because of Zach Collins' injury, not because of the game they lost. Like, losing a game at the start of the season isn't that big a deal. You look back to LeBron James on the Heat when they lost to the 76ers and Michael Carter-Williams nearly got a quadruple-double. Like, start of the season, things happen. Young players are ready to run fast. 
And mm-hmm. and uh, that's what happened to the Blazers. Matchup so, predictor, matchup um, predictor here on ESPN is reading uh, 34, 36.4% chance for a dub for uh, Portland and 63.6 for the Clippers. That sounds good to me. And, and that's the thing is, in the short term, the Blazers should be able to hold their own. Uh, if they continue to not have any depth, if Pau Gasol doesn't come back from injury, if... I mean, that's pretty much all he got. Shoot. It's going to be hard for the Blazers to keep it up all season long, honestly. So for me, the Zach Collins injury, I'm not going to get crazy into trade talk, but for some reason it makes me want to make a trade even more, trade Whiteside, because it's like, okay, if the Blazers are, are as bad as they are right now, not saying they're terrible, but they lost to the dang Warriors. If they're as bad as they are right now, you're not going to want to – like. In my eyes, the only reason to keep Whiteside is if you're, like, serious title contenders with him playing. Like, oh my gosh, if you get rid of Whiteside, that might throw a wrench in and you just ruin something amazing. It doesn't look like that's how things are going to go this season. It's very very much possible. Dame's an awesome leader and this team has good pieces, but it doesn't look that way. So to me, I'm like, okay, if you're going to have this team minus Whiteside and minus Bazemore plus some mediocre free agent signing that's not very promising uh luckily of course they'll have um nurk and zach back if everything goes well um which is it it will improve the team from what they are now but it's like if you can trade one or two of those guys for someone that's decent and is going to stick with the team for the next two three years you got to do it um so i'm just going to say that right now for trade talk yeah well i guess we'll see uh what occurs this evening my friend yeah, and unfortunately, we are not able to cover this Clippers game in this episode, but we'll get in the next one. Um, what else is coming up for the Blazers in the next week? They have the Nets tomorrow night. So it's a back-to-back against the Nets. I'll be at that game. And then uh, and that's at home. And then another home game against the Hawks. I'm predicting one of these two will be the first win for the Blazers at home this season. Um, the Nets, it's going to be tough. It's going to be... Like I said, I want the Blazers to put in a lot of energy against the Clippers so I can understand if they're gassed against the Nets. Um, It would obviously suck to lose against the Clippers and to lose against the Nets. But, yeah, I I expect a win against the Hawks. John Collins is now suspended for 25 games for PEDs. I don't know if he's how that works with if he's um, appealing or what, but... Yeah, if he's not playing, I definitely expect the Blazers to win, but we'll see. It'll be awesome to see... Dame and Trey Young go yeah. at it. And then uh, to finish out the week next week, shoot, another back-to-back. My goodness. Woof. It's going to be another, like, last week was four games. This last week was two games. And then next week's going to be five games. Uh, dang. Blazers Clippers, Blazers Nets, Blazers Hawks, Blazers Kings, Blazers Raptors. I don't know, uh, man. You know, that's, and and I'm sorry, but I'm just not, I'm, I've, I've, all but um, removed myself at least for the coming weeks from fantasy basketball um, as I as I uh, round out my 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 job search and um, also it just it's so tough. I was just talking to a friend. It's it's like NFL fantasy. I'll I'll put down a book or a, a, or my laptop or whatever I got going on that day for a minute and I'll go. Oh yeah, I got to make my subs. But it's like listen yeah. to what you just said. Like I'm in, I'm in two NBA fantasy leagues right now. Um, it's, 
once once the NFL season uh, wraps up very very shortly and some other things come together, uh, I'll, I'll more than likely yeah. be a little bit more active. But hey, there's a reason why I love the uh, NBA, and a lot of people share that same reason. 82 games, dude. I lost. Okay, this is this is me. I'm in seven fantasy leagues because I'm in four football and three basketball. Worst decision ever. Every single year, I'm like, okay, next year I'm gonna do one, maybe two. And then every year, like, someone else invites me. I'm like, yeah, sure, okay, fine. Anyway, uh, so, worst thing ever happened. Lost a week by 17 points. Every week, I change all of my teams for the entire week. So, worst case scenario, someone gets injured and I left them in the lineup, okay? But at least I had people who are playing in the lineup. Somehow, on one of the leagues, I missed Sunday. I made it through Saturday. I missed Sunday. Lou Williams scored 22 points and was on the bench, and I lost by 17 points. Oh, rough. Man, fantasy basketball not happening so far. Fantasy football, I am 6-3 and three in all four of my leagues, and in three of them, I'm top two in scoring. And in my money league, I am wrecking right now. My team is way too good. I could talk to you about it forever. I, fantasy football is so much fun. Anyway, these Blazers... We'll see what they do against these Clippers. I, I, I think don't know. you beat me in our uh, Blazers-focused podcast league for... I think you beat me last week. The Lackmas Lakers, right? Isn't that your, your team? Yeah. Yeah, don't don't let people know my name's the Lakers. <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> and then I play I play Tori, I think, this week. He's projected 65, uh, maybe needs to make some subs. I'm projected 84. But, man, these similar to the Blazers, once you start getting this far down the line in any fantasy league, it's not even about who's got the better players. It's who's got the better players that are healthy. Yeah. I There's a couple leagues where, you know, I'm hanging on to a couple outs, hanging on – well not really hanging on with Paul George. He's going to come back. It's, it's a given that you should have him on your roster, but hanging on to Victor Oladipo and another one, so I think that'll really put me over the top once he comes back, but we'll see how it goes. We shall see. Any other thoughts on the Blazers? Uh, just uh, just hoping for some good wing defense. Not even, not even fantastic, just containable wing defense tonight um, out of Rodney and, and Bazemore uh, to just kind of help just uh, suppress the the impending doom of Kawhi Leonard, the claw. Yeah, dude, I, I just don't even know. I don't I don't have much hope for this game. Um, but at the start of the season, I didn't have much hope for any games against the Clippers. So nothing's really changed. That Warriors game doesn't really have much of an effect on it. Uh, but I if the Blazers lose by fifteen plus, I'm gonna be very right. disappointed because I want I want the Blazers to really put in a good effort. Um, they're not doing load management like Kawhi because they want to beat the Nets tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I still expect them to put in the energy tonight and then hopefully get a win tomorrow. If they win tonight, I'll, I'll be ecstatic. That'd be That'd crazy. Be That'd be wild. crazy. E- even, even after the Clippers are on a back-to-back, like, regardless with Kawhi resting and with the Clippers being the contender they are, the Blazers win tonight. Kawhi, that, Kawhi leads so we'll all all players on that team uh, in in points, assists, and rebounds. So it absolutely does. It absolutely is, does matter that um, you know. Is it per game or is Let that me, total? Because uh, uh, I was listening to the wonderful Brian No on six twenty today, and Brian No was talking about how ridiculous it is that everything's based on averages, and if Kawhi Leonard is just going to decide he's not going to play then you should take that zero and 
instead of over two games he he's averaging 25 mm-hmm. he's averaging 12 and a half because he decided he didn't like want to play let me let me uh, let me clarify so, here um so yeah i, I love that idea you like, you are right my friend you're absolutely right uh yeah, Why? Yeah, I, and I, I if, you, if you want my respect, play every game. Yeah, you? MJ, MJ threw some shade at him too uh, earlier today or something. He's, he, uh, he must have been questioned by local media or maybe even his own team uh, was uh, Charlotte was was bringing that up as an option or something because he said you're paid to play 82 games or some old school thing like that. Yeah, yeah, and, and like people on Twitter, they're like, oh, like what's the big deal? Why does it matter? Uh, he's, you know. The Clippers or his team, they can choose whatever. It's like, well, the reason the NBA makes so much money is through fans watching. And when you're on a nationally televised game two in a row that you're sitting out, it's kind of a big deal because that's where most of the league's income comes from. And people want to see the best players out there. They're, they're going to get frustrated. Like, um, people get a sour taste in their mouth if they, like, go to a game and the star player's not playing. Like, oh, I, I went all the way... You know, someone lives hour, two hours, ten hours no, away. They no Clippers fan cares. No Clipper fan like, cares. Yeah, I'll tell you that. I mean, well, ox, oxymoron, paradox, oxymoron. That's the word. I don't know. Shoot, I'm not good at English stuff yet. Uh, Clippers fan. Do those exist? I mean, uh, I've been to LA. Seems like it's just Lakers fans. But, all right, brother. Yeah. So, well, uh, thank you, thank you to yeah. uh, to our contributing musicians. I believe we have some a new snippet from our friend Anthony Mashoni. Do you happen to recall the title of that, Christian? Okay, no. well, I will go ahead with the other social handles and other information while you go ahead and locate that for us. Go ahead and find us on Apple Podcast, Google uh, Google Podcast, uh, Spotify, Anchor FM, uh, Peeps and Plat on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, we, we tend to, I, as an individual, I'll post in a couple different Blazer communities on Facebook. If you have any good Blazer communities to recommend, uh, no matter the medium, uh, go ahead and, and, and let us know. And uh, we always like to try to uh, immerse ourselves in the digital Blazers uh, sphere or something like that. Did- yeah, so Anthony's uh, song, Mashoni's song, is Vainglory. That's, uh, that's the name of the song. And you can find him on SoundCloud. I asked him if there were other mediums. He's saying just SoundCloud for now. So hit him up on SoundCloud. Thank you, All right. Mashoni. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah.